Attention, Pokemon players. You're listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Chuck gets stopped by Gudra. Jake soaks in the sun. And D-Block finally rotates. Chuck, how we doing today, buddy? It's still rubbing it in over the Gudra. I'm sorry, it's relative for this week. I'm starting a rebellion, all right? So... For all those out there that don't like Gudra, uh, a rebellion starts on hope. <laughs> so you got to just figure out a counter. Um, I mean, no, I mean, aside from your Gudra matchup, um, you were you were rocking it there at Fort Wayne, right? Uh, yeah, Gudra single handedly swept me out of uh, Fort Wayne. Uh, if it was uh, not for I'm not going to blame it solely on... Well, I am going to blame it solely on Gudra. Uh, but if I didn't hit three in a row, which is not a very good matchup for my... In a row. Time, three in a row. At uh, only an 8.3% meta share. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's just not a very good uh, matchup for me. It's not unwinnable. But I went... Uh, literally went 4-1-1 against the rest of the field and... Oh one two or oh two one against Gudra. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, for everybody, uh, what were you playing again? So I went with a, a Lost Box, Lost Zone, um, kind of like the Sky Steel Stone build with that everyone's kind of seen with Dragonite, except I added another heavy hitter and my favorite amazing Reshiram, uh, and it pulled work. Uh, it did really well. Um, so that was like the only oddity in the in the deck, kind of. Um, it allowed Your favorite. For... Huh? I know you like the Rush Room. You got one yeah. last run with Rush Room. I gave him one last run, and he provided exactly uh, what I I wanted from him throughout the tournament. It just uh, he also he literally kind of helps against Gudra, but I only have so many resources. So, right. um, I mean, I'll break it down a little bit more if you want me to go over the run a little bit more detailed, but, um, we'll go over that during the Fort Wayne lockdown, I guess. Yeah, I can go over that a little bit better because, uh, it's just those three, three in a row were, were a little tough, but, uh, yeah. Right. Especially for a deck that's at 8.3 of the meta share and you, you hit three in a row, uh, um, yeah. you're expecting to see. Um, you know, both Lugia and Lost Box variants. Um, both of them were, at, uh, you know, I, I think Lugia was at 25 and Lost Box was just above 20. Yeah. <laughs> so almost half the field in those and you would have been fine. Uh, but you hit the 8% three times in a row, which is a little ridiculous. Yeah, I was just like, I, I was literally asking the meta shares in, in our Discord, like in round five or six. I was like, what are these meta shares? I, I don't know what they are right now. Gudra playing fifty percent. <laughs> I was like, I keep seeing Gudra, but then like I sit down, and so I'm I'm looking at people with the same records as me, and I'm like Lugia, Mew, Mew, Lugia, Lugia, Lugia. Like, why am I getting Gudra? Like, <laughs> right. Ah, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but no. Again, I, I still a solid run. You know, outside the deck that kind of counters you uh, at four one one. You were looking in a pretty good spot there. Um, yeah, obviously Gudra ended your day, but again, improvement, um, and especially with, uh, you know, your own spice where, you know, even myself testing with you, I was like, man, um, you should go Rayquaza on your, no, I want, I want my guy. Um, and it worked out for you. Um, you know, you still had a solid record for sure. Yeah. I mean, I assume, I guess, I I guess Rayquaza can hit 350, I guess is the magic number. I don't know if he can Mm -hmm. hit that high. I think you need the fifth energy. You need five energy types to get over Gudra after after its attack. Yeah, it's doable but hard. Yeah, um, I have a. I mean, Reshiram. I have a different workaround uh, to do it. Uh, It's just uh, every game. It was just I. I I, every game I played against Gudra, I took five prizes. So, like all three matches of those Gudras. I have collectively taken 15 prizes in any like, well, when that would be like 10 prizes yeah. matchups, the 30 prizes against the Gudras, but I would literally run out of resources and not be able to get that last KO 
Right. Uh, you need an echoing horn, like rope yeah. or something. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to like do just 270 damage at the end. I would run out of rods or I would run out of the rope or just in each game, it was just like one resource. Yeah, Gudra is just a, a tough matchup for you. And like, again, it's just a resource thing. And then it didn't sound like you did anything wrong. Uh, obviously, you know the matchup. It's just uh, they need to brick out a little bit. And it didn't sound like they did. I, I, I rush, like, the the strategy is very simple for me. I rush to Greninja because I don't even think they play Manaphy. I, I've never seen a Gudra player play Manaphy, but it's just like rush Greninja, kill Comfies so the Mirage Gates aren't online. But I, I just, for whatever reason in each game, like, they di it didn't matter that I took out Comfies. Like, I don't know if it right. doesn't matter. I don't, I don't play Lost Zone Gudra myself. But it was just like I took out the comfies and then they would still be online. And then I was like, all right, well, I still have other options here. But again, right. I would run out of resources. Exactly. No, I mean, again, sounds like a pretty good run. Um, you know, we're, we're both making progress. We'll get there eventually. Um, so, yeah. 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 I mean, everything else uh, on the day, though, I played, it was it was good. So. Very cool. Um, but yeah, for me this week, um, a little bit. Um, light on the Pokemon I have been playing, um, you know, in the morning for a couple hours while everybody's sleeping because I'm on vacation here in Southern California, um, soaking in some sun. I was just out playing miniature golf. Now I'm uh, recording the podcast uh, at my at my best man's house. Um, I didn't have an auxiliary jack on my phone. I thought I did, <laughs> like I did last time I came out here. So, but he graciously let me use his computer. I mean, he has actually a, a nicer setup than me. So hopefully uh, uh, that translates over on the recording. Um, but yeah, just been able to hang out with family, um, you know, have some good Southern California food. Um, and then obviously with the Pokemon front, just playing in the mornings on live, which is nice because I have my phone with me. So still get like 10 games in before everybody does, because I don't know how my wife and son do does it already, but they're already adjusted back to the California time. I am not. So I still go to bed early. Um, which is, you know, three hours difference. Uh, but I'm also up three hours before them. So I'm like, oh, plenty of time to play on live. Uh, so I, I start hitting those uh, those games there uh, in the morning. Uh, but, it, you know, uh, testing so far in post-rotation, um, Boss Box Garatina and Mew VMAX feel like the two best decks to me. I've played a kind of handful of other uh, decks. Um, the The... You know, I, I can go into more detail later, but those those decks are the two decks I think coming out of rotation that are going to be on the rise um, from existing decks. Obviously, there's some new decks coming in, which I don't think they're necessarily S tier, but definitely consistent enough to to uh, you know about you know have some kind of viability for tournaments in coming up in the future. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there's some new stuff. I've been I've been playing a little bit online on live a little bit uh, with my my new fire spice and it's actually been working, but we can go over that a little bit more later, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. There, so but, but yeah, to I mean, echo that, what you're saying, there is new stuff on the way. There's new, new stuff on the way. We're going to talk about that, but before we do um, let's recap just Fort Wayne real quick. I don't know if anybody really wants to go over some of these meta decks that are now rotating. Um, but, you know, uh, Gudra takes on the, the last uh, major tournament before rotation. Um, Lugia and Lost Box, like I kind of mentioned, were already um, in the 20, 20 plus percent range of MetaShare. Mew, Mew being third and then Gudra kind of following that and then just kind of seeing the same uh, meta decks there. Um, didn't get to watch day two, watched a little bit of game, uh, day one again with uh, it starting early and just being able to hang out with the family um you know at my dad's place but um <clears throat> yeah nothing out of the ordinary um when it came to the meta shares and obviously gudra um took home the w yeah i guess the gudra players were coming to play this at fort wayne um right <laughs> uh, i mean i saw a good chunk of that eight percent and i mean there was two two in the top eight so yeah they didn't uh right. they didn't mess around Right. I mean, I don't know if there's you know much more to add to that because we are going to see um, rotation. So it's not like you're going to play a counter, um, you know, where, you know, something 
has a spike in play or so you can see in success because now we're in a completely different meta where it's going to be completely shaken up because we're losing all, you know, D and below uh, card, or D block and below cards. Um, so decks are going to look a lot different, even the existing archetypes with um, the loss of some consistency cards. Um, Lost Box is definitely going to lose some stuff, but I don't think overall Lost Box is taking too much of a hit. Um, yeah. And then obviously Lugia will still be relevant, but, um, you know, there's other things to talk about um, when it comes to the meta there. Yeah, even Gudra's not really taking that much of a hit. I think it's big mm -mm. hit is the fact that uh, Paracel will be going away and Giratina will be coming back. So Yeah, and and it, they're losing Scoop Up Net, but again, I don't think Scoop Up Net necessarily is the biggest deal. Um, when it comes to consistency, I think it more matters for, you know, ropes or bosses where, um, you know, current Gudra will set up with Lost Box and then at a certain point just scoop up all the one prizers and then just start hitting with Gudra. Um, and now they can't have that option. So, I mean, th there are things like that that are going to affect it. Um, but I think, yeah, Lost Box Gudra still seems like it's in a good, a good enough spot, um, to compete. Um, obviously, it's probably not going to be, um, that A tier, S tier, um, well, probably like lower A. You'll still probably see at least five percent of the meta share, uh, of Gudra coming up. Yeah. It's just that race to seven on that deck. So, I mean, it's still a little easier to kind of just get to seven with a, if you're playing a Colrus, I mean, you, even yeah. with just switch effects, you can kind of, you can get there. Like if you, yeah, you can get there. I mean, you, but... you'll probably still want in your first turn or two hit with Cramorant um, with the spit innocently, because uh, you still can get to four pretty easily. Um, and then, you know, switch over um, to, you know, Gudra after the fact, once you, once you get that uh, seven, uh, seven plus, but um, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to talk about Fort Wayne and then not talk about everything else. So I think we'll, um, unless there's anything specific that you want to go over Fort Wayne wise, since you were there, um, you know, before we move on from from the I, last current standard, it was uh kind of hard. To, I mean, I really didn't pay attention much to what was going on at the top tables. After, mm -hmm. um, I did uh, kind of like not check out, but like soothe my wounds by playing GLC on Sunday, and I actually mm -hmm. I actually did well with my fun hard mode decks that I like to play <laughs> fairy type in GLC. But um, yeah, so I didn't, wasn't paying attention to the top tables, but uh, the tournament was like day one was was good. Um, Everything went smoothly, but and you saw the 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 things that you've been seeing, which is what I was expecting. Um, but uh, the Gudra guys just came to to play this tournament. Right. They, they they came ready with their matchups and stuff like that. So uh, they, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like definitely for me personally on my run, I, <clears throat> I saw things that I wanted to see, and then uh, I think I took. I took a weird tie in round two, which put me into um, that potential bracket, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, and then I met a Gudra, which then I I tied the first one, so then I was in that bracket, I think, where uh, a lot of the Gudras were, I guess, in that two o two bracket, and then just kept seeing them. Uh, right. And then I got out of it, and then I started seeing other things again, and I I rose back up. So. Um, it 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 is the tournament was well run it was cool uh saw some cool people there and stuff like that but meta wise you we saw the the same thing that uh we've been seeing so right. uh, it's gonna be fun to um watch uh was it uh, EUIC coming up uh with a new new meta here shortly uh so everything's gonna be turned on its head um and we can talk about new decks finally <laughs> yeah. For sure. Right. Before we stop about uh, Fort Wayne, I just want to give a shout out to one of our locals, uh, Steve the Good, uh, our awesome local professor. Um, got to jump on stream a few times and I was just kind of randomly watching. I'm like, oh, there's my good buddy, Steve. Just like um, he was he was judging some stream games. So he was uh, he got to go up a few times. So it was just nice 
to see all his hard work pay off on the judging side uh, where he can, you know, have a presence on, on the, on the big games, on the stream games. So um, congrats to you. I know it was not your first time, but it was nice. It's always nice to see a friend up there. Yeah, he was, he was definitely one of the guys on rotation on the, on the stream. Uh, Cause he was actually, it was kind of neat. Cause I, I don't know. I kept running into him on the floor while, uh, while playing and he kept mm-hmm. nearby uh, where I was playing. And then uh, he would, he would always drop a hint. Hey, I'm going to be on four. You're going to be close or <laughs> something like that. Um, uh, I was hoping to, hoping to hit a stream table with him and it would have been fun, but. Uh, that would have been awesome. You should have, yeah. you should have tried to get the chip. Say, Hey, Hey, that's my buddy's going to know it. You can, you, you probably can't jump on a game on stream while he's judging. Cause it's like a conflict, conflict of interest because you're good friends, I guess. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they would have actually said that or not. I was just like, I was like, I know Steve would not give you any breaks for yeah. sure. I literally was like, well, my best chance is uh, to go uh, 3-0 to start, and they see the Reshram, and they're like, oh, let's put this on stream to start, because it's something different, or I get to a winning situation in the end. Uh, Neither one went according to plan on those, so I was just Mm -hmm. just trying to play the day, but uh, yeah, I I saw him a couple of times, and one uh, fun stream note, which you, you may have missed since you didn't get to watch. Um, is we saw our first Dan on stream. Did someone, we? I didn't see that. I missed it. Yeah, someone brought Dan and played it on stream, and so we got our first judged, witnessed, uh, Pokemon stream rock paper battle, scissors. Rock, rock paper scissors. Oh jeez, <laughs> they they were there just for the memes, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, they. I think they were they were both undefeated at the time, so his Dan was doing right. it for him. Very cool. That's awesome. All right, I think it's time to get into our you know middle of the podcast um, section and let's do some trivia. It's time for trivia, trivia. I do have one. I was just looking through uh, live and just looking through cards, and I did find one. I don't have it on me. I just wrote it down, so I don't actually know what it always it it the full attack does. Uh, but I do have the attack name. Um, if you want me to start here. Yeah, you can go ahead and start. Um, I'm I'm gonna Let me pull that up on live, but um, so we're gonna play name that Pokemon this attack and or ability belongs to. Um, it is standard usual or standard per the usual. Um, and today's attack name is Smash Turn. Oh, Smash Turn. I don't know why I immediately think of Greedent, but it's not Greedent because I was just thinking of the. The hit and run greedent, which is not the actual shout out to uh, count the money, but uh, right, smash turn. I'm know. pulling up live here while while you're guessing, just so once we get the card, I can read it out what it does. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Is that? That's not. I thought. Uh, You uh, do have lifelines. I don't. Uh, I'm gonna need a lifeline because I'm not sure. Um, which one do you want? Uh, what type is it? It's electric. Electric. So, oh, oh. um, is that Maridon the regular Maridon? I'm gonna go with that. That's my guess. I think. No, 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 it's not. I'll give you another hit. It is, um, it is another basic electric. It's not Maridon. Uh, it's not Palmot. No, you said it's a basic. It's not Pachirisu, is it? Nope. I was thinking about doing a Pachirisu today, but I I skipped that one. So no, you. I'm gonna say you failed since you've now guessed twice. <laughs> um, of course, uh, this is everybody's favorite doggo, uh, best boy, uh, Bolton V. The the wow. second one, not the one that just rotated, but the other one that nobody ever used, the bad one. Uh, so smash turn uh, for one lightning energy does thirty damage. Um, you may switch this Pokemon with one of your bench Pokemon. 
Uh, so not very good um, overall. And then his second attack uh, does 120 and does 30 damage to one of your opponent's bench. So um, generally not not the best of a boy of, um, you know, the D block. Was it D block or was it a... He's D block. All right. Was he D block? The second one? The second one... No, the second one is is E block. Uh, I'm just thinking yeah. about the one that just rotated that was in uh, sort of Rebel Clash, I think. Rebel Clash, yeah, yeah. This one came out um, in Fusion Strike, so he's E block. Okay, I was thinking too new. I was thinking, yes. I thought if I would do one of the newer cards like that just came out, that you would just like get it instantly because it's a smaller pool. Okay, well. Uh, my trivia I had already planned. We'll see if you can get it. Because are you opening another pack? No, I actually uh don't have any packs open at the moment. Oh, okay, but I had opened it recently, and I am giving this as a trivia question because I want to highlight it as something when you figure out the answer that I think this might low key be good in certain decks. Maybe I think it is, but okay, most people might not. So there's your first hint. So uh, giving you the same thing, name that attack or ability, but this is going to be an attack. I'm going to go with the attack. Uh, it is called Everyone Discharge. Everyone Discharge. Standard legal. Now, well, as of the four. <laughs> yes. Yes, standard legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that little mouse's name? I don't remember any of the new Pokemon. Mm. Like in any gen, was it this? This is Gen Nine, right? Oh, was, um, it, it, we are into. We have Generation Nine Pokemon. Yeah, but not every card is. <sighs> what type is it? Give me a type, please. Just tell me it's not colorless. It is an electric type. Okay, that's what I thought. I, it was either going to be colorless, and I thought it was like the mouse mouse thing, but I, obviously that eliminates it, so that's good. Um, everyone discharge. So that's an electric Pokemon. It could be an electrode. I feel like it's electrode. Or not electrode. Um, yeah, it probably is electrode. That's my guess. I, I think I'm going to go with the Electrode. Uh, electrode is not it. Damn I don't, it. Um, there, I don't even know if there's an Electrode. In. Isn't there an Electrode in, in the new set? I don't I don't know. I, I swear there, I've seen one. Uh, well, I might. Ha I have a whole missing page of Electric here, so there may be. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but no. No. Uh, it is a uh, small mouse Pokemon, so you were going in the right direction um but it is pachirisu it is pachirisu oh dang it <laughs> <laughs> the main reason why i wanted to bring him up is i actually like this attack amolga <laughs> it is amolga it is amolga uh so the attack actually is everyone discharge so it does 10 plus damage and this attack does 20 more damage for each of your benched electric pokemon now obviously this doesn't get affected this also doesn't get affected by weakness but in a perfect world, well, in an electric deck nowadays, Maridon sets up very easily. Yes. Five Pokemon. He's, a, like, he's a battle VIP pass for any turn of the game. Yeah. So it is very easy to get five bench Pokemon on this Pokemon. And with yeah, but that's only doing 100 damage, right? 110? It, yeah. And, with the, and it, plus? And the, the, the trick is it has a two energy cost. I think that was their thing. Like, well, we'll balance it with the two energy cost. But if you elect, all you need is one hit off an electricity generator, the generator, and you attach the energy. Yeah, I mean, you hit easily. I just don't know if the damage is high enough. I just feel like this could be a first turn madhouse. Like, before. True. You know, it, electric, yeah. yeah, that's the thing that it's not, it doesn't really have uh, currently is is a, um, if you're going second, kind of a a, a, thing, a way to hit. I guess it has Raichu and it does have, um, Raikou T, but those Raichu. are two prizers. Say again? You gotta evolve Raichu. 
I'm just saying. No, a Raichu V, you don't. Oh, Raichu V. Based, yeah. Raichu V and and Electric or in in Raichu in might world, be better, but I don't know. But the whole, in a world where we start seeing less and less uh, Vs in terms of big basic Pokemon, and we see more decks that evolve, uh, turn to 110 that'll KO pretty much any basic Pokemon. Right. Uh, for pretty much easily, all, I mean the the rolly die thing is the electricity generator. One, you got to get it, and two, you got to be you have to hit it. Like uh, right. So, um, I think he could find a way to really put pressure on the first turn, kind of like we see in a deck where they you know a draw pass. Well, box against like a lost well, box or spit innocently, yeah, yeah, where they're like, hey, I just got to get four in a lost zone, and I spit innocently for game. Yeah. Electricity might have electric types might have the ability to do that right. same thing. Yeah, I like it. That was a good one. I should have uh, realized you were going to try to get me past or each of it sometime because <laughs> I've already missed that in the in the past with a different version of that card. Ah, uh, that's yeah. Well, that's because I like Patchy too. So yeah. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to take a break and hear a word from our sponsors, and then on the other end, we'll get into some news. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. All right. Thank you again to our sponsors, and it is now time for the news. All right, so breaking down the news real quick, we did get um, a couple reveals of cards, uh, and we did get uh, an official set reveal of Pokemon 151 set in Japan. Uh, so it's going to be like a, like a specialty kind of set that right. maybe hopefully comes to us as some sort of specialty set because um it it's kind of like weird how they did things like everything's in the order of there is one card for all 151 pokemon so and like the card number they are put in order what their pokédex number is so right um normally they're what they're sorted by type you know grasses are first like Bulbasaur is one, but Charmander is two, card two. So okay, um, and, and that's cool though. I mean, so, we're gonna uh, all the Mew, originals. So looking and, forward. And then Mew is one card number one fifty one of I believe it's one sixty five because there are a couple trainers, and then obviously right. there will be um, all tarts and stuff. But there are a couple interesting cards that are coming out of this set. Um, the big thing is, uh, it is original 151, and if they're printing a card for everybody, that means our 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 favorite psychic line is back. It's back. Completion. That means we have an Abra, a Kadabra, and an Alakazam. And an Alakazam. That is beautiful. I know uh, the Pokemon has tried to get um, around the whole Kadabra. Uh, shenanigans in the past, but now they don't have to worry about that. Um, and this Alakazam seems pretty good. Yeah, so uh, the Abra and, Abra and Kadabra, Kadabra, yay, you're back, isn't, you don't really do anything that crazy, uh, but the Alakazam the, uh, is an EX at the end of the line with uh, two pretty cool attacks. One is very, very new to the uh, Pokemon game. So the first one is for two colorless uh, Mind Jack. Um, it's 90 plus damage. This attack does 30 more damage for each of your opponent's benched Pokemon. So they have a full bench. That's 150 on top of the 90. That's 240. So mm -hmm. way to be able to do 200. You're taking out basic Vs and, and obviously anything else around, uh, yeah. before that. Maybe even some like stage one EXs or, or lower health EXs or stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah, so that's cool. And then for two Psychic Energy, Dimension Manipulation. Uh, this attack does 120 damage, and this Pokemon can use this attack 
even when it's on the bench. Mm-hmm. So you can throw up whatever you want into the active and then be like, you know what? I'm going to attack with dimension manipulation for 120. <laughs> That's going to confuse so many people <laughs> when it first comes out. <laughs> so that that is a crazy mechanic that it can attack from the bench. Uh, it, modest damage, but uh, of 120. Uh, but you can't really boss this stall, like boss stall this guy out of the game. Like he's just like, ah, oh, you didn't put me in the yeah. He you you actually wants to be there. <laughs> now, yeah. it just begs the question: what, like, what's going to go with this? Because I mean, the the attack is great because you could attack from the bench, and we haven't seen that since we started. Um, well, that's obviously that's you're going to want to like do kind of like a hit and run or a, a have something in the act of like maybe a cleft key. I can see like if a pokey doll or something like that came back, um, that would really fill the gaps there. Um, it's just a matter of is 120 enough damage. Um, currently, right now, it, it seems a little underwhelming as far as like a damage output. Um, but with you know us transitioning into a different metagame, uh, especially if they can't force the boss, um, the boss up there, especially if you put like a um, the leafy camo on him, so you can't boss him up and then hit him. And he's just always going to be on the bench. Well, um, he has to be a V star or V. Does yeah. it have to be V star? I'm not sure. Um, well, then that that would be a moot point. I I don't remember the exact texting of of Leafa, but if there's something to that effect where it's just hard to get him up there, um, yeah, this this um, Alakazam could be pretty good. Yeah, I that's super unique. Um, we I, I I I don't know how that will be used effectively. But uh, we shall see, because um, I think you are right. Because you can't. I mean, obviously, you can throw one prizes in in the way, um, but you are only doing 120 damage. So um, now, is it just is this attack just to the opposing uh, players active? Yeah, I assume okay. it would be just still the active. Just you can. I would assume it's just like uh, declaring the attack. Uh, you're like you'd you declare your attack and you attack the opponent's Pokemon, but you can just declare that even if you're sitting on the bench. So it's like he's right. in. Um, yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen if he gets super meta played, but I think that the the ability or the versatility of where he attacks from, um, automatically lends some kind of viability there. So it's just a matter of the support is around him. Uh, for that archetype um, on some of the things that we kind of talked about already. Yeah. So I did mention Mew would be card number 51. Um, so there is a Mew EX coming out, the 180 HP. Um, he's got a kind of cool ability. I don't know if it's going to be handy um, per se. Uh, it has an ability called Restart. Once during your turn, you may draw cards until you have three cards in your hand. So a little bit of a draw effect uh, that you can do um, as many times uh, as you have Mew EXs, and you can do yep. it into the next turn. It's not once, uh, but it is only three cards, and he is still worth two prizes. So I don't know, but then he has for three colorless genome hack. Choose one of your opponent's active Pokemon's attacks and use it as this attack. So. I don't know. Depending on the meta, he might be cheeky, big attack. I'm, I'm not sure about this guy because, like, we that was very similar to what was a nine tails uh, that just rotated. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't he have an attack similar to that? Yep. <clears throat> he never really saw that come out. Uh, so, not sure. Yeah, not sure either. But it is Mew is a cool, cool attack. Last thing I want to bring up. Um, all right, so the two the two trainers are kind of worth talking about. Actually, uh, the quick one we is probably safety goggles. Uh, the Pokemon, it's a Pokemon tool, and uh, this basic Pokemon card, this card is attached to, has no weakness, so mm -hmm. weakness energy is back. But hey, Mew V Max, sorry, <laughs> it's basic Pokemon. Yeah, no, Mew doesn't get that. Uh, yeah, the V Max doesn't get it. I know some people were. Um, getting a little worried there, but it is basics only, uh, so it, it makes the card a lot more balanced. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I don't know if it is balanced or not, but it's just it's nice to have some sort of weakness uh, 
negator if you are suffering that's like the big thing you're suffering from that you can put that in there right but. i mean mu's still going to suffer from Drapion, so that, i think that's the biggest one that people were a little uh hesitant that's, on that's the one thing we really don't need it to uh suffer from it's we don't need its weakness to go away like that's the one thing right. that's, uh <laughs> keeping it kind of in check uh but the, the supporter card here is is kind of neat uh giovanni's charisma uh, is the supporter name uh put an energy attached to your opponent's active pokemon into your hand into their hand if you do attach an energy card from your hand to your active pokemon so you take an energy and or you give it oh no it's disruption one and you attach one yeah. to yourself it's disruption for your opponent take, but... energy acceleration for you yeah disruption and acceleration <laughs> i don't know where this is going to be used but it seems right. pretty good. I mean, it seems good. Now, my, my question is right now, um, there's so many decks, like Electric just got the Electric um, uh, Acceleration. We have Lost Box, obviously, with Mirage Gate. Um, you know, Lugia is still, you know, it's a little bit more limited now, but it still has um, Acceleration. There's so many Acceleration. So the Disruption portion of the card, I don't think is going to be as relevant right now. Um, obviously, that can change within, you know, a year of it, um, you know, coming out or after next rotation, I'm not sure. Um, but being able to accelerate energy to yourself in itself is just a good card. Plus, having a you know a bonus effect on the other side. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's a good card. I don't I don't I'm not sure where it kind of fits currently, um, but it's definitely one of those cards you want to keep an eye out for because it could definitely um, you know be helpful um, in different aspects uh, of the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't have much to add to that, but I have one more card to talk about before we get into kind of our big news. Um, there was a, another article that was releasing a single prize Pokemon, a uh, new line of Wingo and Pelipper. And I really want to talk about this Pelipper because it comes with a very cool ability called Wind Letter. When you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may either search your deck for a supporter card, reveal it, put it in your hand, and shuffle your deck, or put a supporter card from your discard pile into your hand. Thank God Scoop Up Net rotated, because this is Versus Seeker and Lumineon in one. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, you do have to ro you have to evolve it that turn, correct? Yeah, it is. Uh, when you evolve... So it's not, it's not repeatable? Not repeatable. Um, you have to you have to revolve, so that's why I said uh, you'd have to. If there's no scoop up net at the moment, but if you did, you can pop that up and then do it again the next turn because it is only a stage one, so it's just dropping the wingall and then evolving to Pelipper. Right, right, yeah. The ability right there is um, a versus seeker, which is great. Um, it's also you know just search your deck to thin and find something that you. So no matter where it is, unless it's in your prizes you're getting that supporter card you want. So it could be a late game bo for boss. Um, it could be, you know, that Colrus that you needed um, or whatever you need. It could be the Iono in the future um, to, you know, Iono your opponent to one. Uh, it could be so many different things and it doesn't matter where that card is. You, you're just going to get it. Yep. As long as it's not one of your prizes, it is, it is fetching that card for you. So. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that, that card in itself seems crazy. Um, in a good way, and I think a lot of people will be experimenting uh, with the Pelican. Yeah, I'll, I'll be surprised to see how that fits in the decks. All right, that is it all. Kind of seems thematic to the show too. <laughs> so <laughs> he just delivers what you need. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right, so all right, but we do have big news, Chuck. The big news. The big news is, uh, cups and challenges is back, baby. So let's go. We got Let's two go. months of cups and challenges for this season. The grind is now beginning. <laughs> the grind is the grind is up, and I'm looking at the I'm literally looking at the event calendar right now. April 16th, there's a challenge on the books within 49 miles of me. So I'm not driving that far, but I might I might need to do that. Well, there's some life situations coming up, um, but if I am able, I can make a you know I can make a local grind and then still be able to go to at least one or two 
regionals plus NAIC. So actually my dreams alive, depending on life situations um, coming up. But that that's also awesome just to be able to get a taste of what like the local um, competitive scene is or, or even just yeah. within like an hour or two driving range uh, to try to get CP. Because, you know, obviously uh, we got in the game during pandemic and never really got to experience the grind. So this will be this will be interesting and fun to see how yeah. this works out. Certainly. I'm I'm excited to to give it a go, like see what the local grind is a little bit, see see what who comes out for the cups and the challenges. Um I don't have the specifics of the article, but I do remember um that it is uh, I believe they I think the store can only each league will only have the opportunity to one one cup right um, over the two months. And then I can't remember if they can run two challenges or not. But also, the there is a best finish limit of both of them, of two. Um, only two. Only two. So okay. So if you win two cups, that's fifty points, I believe, right? And challenges are. Um, I don't have the paper in front of me since I'm not at home. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, I should have had that pulled up, but I figured I knew it all off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it's 50 for a win on a cup and probably like 30 for challenges. Maybe uh, 25. I was, I was going to say uh, it was one. I thought it was a potential of 130 points if you max out. Finish, if you best finish limit uh, both things. Yeah. So and what's the it, points it, threshold it, right now? Like, what do we have to hit? Is I forgot since the 250. Is three hundred and fifty. Three hundred and fifty. I believe, unless it's unless I just saw it differently somewhere else. But uh, so, um, the league cup is fifteen points for a first place, and you have a BFL of two, and then uh, a, yeah, a, uh, no, that was a challenge is fifteen points, and then a league yeah. cup is fifty points. So, and a best finish limit of two. So, yeah. so that's one hundred and thirty. That's one hundred and thirty. You still need. 200 or you said two 200 so need 220 yeah 220 that's still going to be a grind but it definitely makes it possible but again um you know depending on where you are i think that will help a lot of players be able to push over just to get that couple points they might be needing um and if you're even if you're not in a position to get worlds here just depending on how many events you can go to or whatnot um it's still good to go uh because the price support's always better anyway so um, and oh, the, the more stakes, the fun of the fun of the games are, right? And that's how you really push yourself as a player. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it, it's gonna. I'm gonna go just to get a taste of what those locals feel like. I I kind of want to see if how many it takes for me to hit that BFL of two, because um, I do know we have like three or four leagues, um, in my general vicinity of not very far away. So there's like right. three or four chances of cups and challenges right there. Um, and then, I mean, obviously hitting the ones in Pittsburgh as well. Uh, 100%. I, I can't wait. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So they're back. The grind is going to be short and quick-lived, but we will we, – there's – a bonus 130 points out there for everyone uh, to potentially earn. Yeah, exciting news. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. Yeah, we'll close this podcast out, um, you know, talking about post-rotation and just kind of first impressions of decks. I've I've got to get my hands on um, some of these new decks and play against some of them and kind of get a feel for the early meta at least online at least um and kind of kind of leading into the cups and challenges or now going into um all the ICs and and um and all the other tournaments that you need to hit uh for points you're going to obviously the meta is going to be different so um let's get into um some post rotation or you know the going into the new meta without the D block cards um the first deck I want to bring up and I think it's Probably BDIF, uh, just kind of what we've seen in Japan, um, kind of how I feel about playing online um, and some of the strengths and weaknesses of it. 
Um, and that is Lost Box Garatina. Really any Lost Box, but I think Garatina really is going to shine um, just with that V-Star power. Um, it's definitely very attainable to hit that now. Uh, the, the meta is a little bit slower uh, when it comes to like ramping up and just things that were you know predators to Garatina. Um, it, things are going a little bit slower, so uh, Garatina has a little bit more time to do that. And I think Lost Box, even with losing Scoop Up Net, is still um, very consistent. And there's a couple combinations of cards that help get stuff into the uh, into the Lost Zone um, that you don't necessarily lose or or lose that pay, that tempo uh, with the loss of Scoop Up Net. Um, and that being Beach Court in combination with um, having your own um, Lost Vacuum. So I think generally more vacuums are in there you're going to have more switching cards and then obviously you you can have you know your your stadium or like a, a four steel stone or something if you want to get set up uh if you don't need garatina's uh option there but uh, the, the plan would be do your flower selecting retreat with the stadium and then use the vacuum to do that so um that's even without chorus if you're going second so you got the flower selecting that's one Plus, you have the stadium, which you're going to get discarded. Plus, the, what you're discarding with the vacuum. That's three cards right there. So, if you can find one switch card um, and then have another flower selecting, um, that's without Colrus's experiment. So, um, that combination already kind of gets you up to spit innocently on, on turn one. Um, and if you add a Colrus on top of that, that's already six. And that's well within reason where you can think, hey, I can put a Mirage Gate, gate turn two and hit with Garatina. And then Garatina loses energies, and then you're already up to 10 as quick as number as turn two, if you know, as long as you're not breaking out. Yeah. Yeah. The inclusion of the vacuum helps replace the the scoop up nets and in the smaller selectings uh, of flower selectings. Uh, it helps mitigate that that loss of that that scoop up net. Right. I, now, I the, know. the one, sorry. All right. Go ahead. No, the one thing I would say is it feels like sometimes the deck breaks out a little bit because you have a lot of switching options out there, at least in early testing. I think there was a, you're playing three carts and three um, switches plus your stadiums plus ropes. Um, so there's a, there's a high likelihood that you, there's something, not a high, but the, there are games that you start with a lot, way too many switch cards and not enough Pokemon to get going. Uh, mm -hmm. So that, that definitely can happen. Um, I definitely feel like the deck wants to go second. Um, that way they can hit the Colruses um, and hit Spit innocently. I feel like if it goes first, sometimes it, it struggles um, to get to get its footing, especially if it has a, a semi-weaker hand. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> that loss, That this is going to be one of the ones that I toy with. I've I've already uh, you know moved my my uh, Lost Box deck over to this version. This kind of built post-rotation version, but um, I'm sticking with just the... I'm trying to see, keep the Sky Steel Stone without using the Giratina yet. Uh, and I'm using the Sky Steel Stone rather than using the Giratina. But speaking on those Switch cards, you, what you are seeing, I'm seeing more... I use more carts, more ropes, and I added that vacuum in and the beach courts. So that, that's all just the switching effects that you're going to try and see now instead. Right, right. I mean, again... Uh... Any deck is is viable to, or or, or sus suspect to to break out, um, but when that train goes, if you have a Colrus, if you have a battle VIP in that turn one, you're looking pretty anyways. And I think that's kind of what Lost Box was already at, and you're still playing a max count of both those. Um, so I think it, it's it's just in a really good position where the things that were threatening it, Lugia, uh, is not nearly as much. Um, you know, obviously there's some quick decks out there, but I feel like that is the most consistent and dangerous, um, mid game, early game, mid game and late game kind of a deck. Yeah. For sure. All right. So let's, let's talk about Mu V max next. Okay. Um, Mu V max didn't really lose a lot. Um, it lost quick balls and it lost the evolution incent. Um, but there's still so many cards that make that deck run um smoothly right and you really play you're, evolution in what's that did some of them really even play evolution in some some of them did oh okay i mean either way 
like you're still you still have a you know, your your ultra balls you're still gonna have your nest balls which is in this deck is a little bit weaker um but you're still setting up pretty easily um and you know there's two versions obviously you got your your fusion strike which you can be aggressive with. i think it's definitely viable to go back to fusion strike over just like the consistency one um because there generally feels like there's less um less of the drapeon out there right now obviously that can change uh, but i feel like it's still just so versatile so consistent um and it can hit some big numbers there obviously it is a is a three prizer at a low hp mark for a three prizer but um i still feel like it's a pretty vi- a viable deck um and it didn't really lose anything um significant to make it lose that uh the consistency early no um this is one that I always I have built too, I think, and I updated it. I think I took out four quick balls and I put in a combination of capturing aroma, uh net uh nest ball and feather ball. Um just because I didn't want to commit fully to nest balls just because they can get stuck in your hand, but they are useful for base that since there's a lot of basics. But I also right. uh opted for fusion to go back to the fusion. Uh, with Meloetta because I think uh, Mew has the potential to to put that first turn like that first turn going second pressure on mm-hmm. on a deck uh, like um, a Maridon or even um, the likely holdovers of like Lost Box and stuff like that where it just it just comes out and it's like all right I'm ready to hit are you ready to go like mm-hmm. if you're not like you may just not be able to keep pace with it right. Yeah, I mean it. It's definitely viable even against like Lost Box just to hit. Um, you know, turn one with with uh with um. Meloetta. What's the thing, Meloetta? Yeah. Um, and then just kind of make that prize trades weird because you still have enough double colorless energies where you can still attack with Mew, um, in following turns, so you don't necessarily need to have all the fusion out there. Um, it's not that big of a deal. And then against like non Lost Box. You can just take two prizes pretty easily turn one uh, still because um, you still have a lot of consistency out there. You have your Kramermatics, you have you have your four seal stones. It just makes it so much easier. I think Mew is in a really good spot. Obviously, Drapion is going to be a thing um, that still plagues it. Um, but it's just a matter of how much does the community respect the Mews at the time. Um, and I think that obviously is just a meta call at the, uh, you know, any, any given week going into these tournaments. Yeah, Meloetta also has it, it. It can it helps de, like deplete the effectiveness of Drapion a little bit because you can't you can you can't just ignore the Meloetta, so you have to deal with it. But you obviously don't want to commit Drapion to it, so you have to find a different way. And then you're basically mm-hmm. serving up another uh, thing for Mu V Max to hopefully KO before. It gets Drapion, so like it, like you said, it's just hopefully with the Fusion Strike, it, it'll help make the prize trade a little bit easier or more favorable to Mew. Right. All right, let's move on to a new deck. And I think a lot of people are excited about uh, Maridon. I've seen a lot of it um, on the ladder on live. Um, the deck is one of the most consistent decks to set up um Maridon's ability just is basically a battle vip pass for electric but it's better because it can just do it on any turn of the game as long um, as you see, so yeah, as, and it as long as you see Maridon, it's just like go get your bench like what what yeah. pokemon do you want right and i i've seen a lot of different variants of it i think the problem with it is it doesn't it doesn't feel super consistent other than getting the Pokemon out there. So you're still um, relying on a little, you know, on judges and hoping those judges stick. Um, It does feel a little bit slower to ramp up energy or not, well, energy and or damage because without the, the Regis out there with the damage modifiers, um, it could be a little rough knocking things out. So you're still kind of almost two shotting things. Um, And it feels like, Right now, just a little too slow to keep up with like the big decks that we were just talking about, like the Lost Boxes of the world with the Muse of the world, where 
um, they can put pressure on turn one uh, on their first turn uh, to do damage. And, and Maridon doesn't feel like it quite can do that right now. I know you were talking about that Pachirisu. Uh, I, I know I've seen them uh, other decks play maybe like um, like the the Raikou V, um, but it still doesn't just quite feel um, like it's at the S tier level right now. Yeah, it's missing been, something. That's been my experience too. Uh, it just like it comes out all gas, and then it kind of just kind of. I feel like it kind of has to hang on, and then its its damage output starts getting a little weak um, because the Maridon, like they front load that Maridon with the Regileckis, and once if you get through the Maridons, the Leckies don't hit. Like that was what worked for me is that my my uh, my Pokemon were over two hundred twenty HP, so the Leckies weren't hitting me hard enough. And I was able to like easily two shot them, um, without because I hit first or something like that. And uh, that's just it can it can come out very gassy, but then it might not be able to sustain. So right, uh, but again, the deck sets up great. It's it's a fun deck to play. Um, it is something different. Uh, so uh, definitely put in the time if that's something that you want to do because uh, the 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 consistency is great. Uh, so it's just a matter of you know finding that right sixty to make it a threat on those numbers too. Um, but the, but again, the the deck feels good, um, but it's just quite not there right now. All right, let's jump into the next one, and that is the Gardevoir EX um, in combination with the Baby Gardevoir. Um, this deck has a lot of versatility to it. Um, it could obviously accelerate energies, do high end damage. It could do bed sniping with uh with uh what's that Pokemon? I'm now blanking on it, but the Cresselia. Uh I think it's Cresselia, right? It's um the Cresselia or the Articuno, I know his Well, it's the Cresselia. People are playing that one more. Um but I feel like this deck, although it can hit the big numbers, it's a little inconsistent. It's it's very susceptible to a judge. Um and I think just lost box overall. Um, in the head-to-head -head matchup, just beats it because of Sableye. Sableye kills this deck. Um, there's nothing they can really do because they're putting a lot... I mean, they put the, the jellies on there, but um, the way they spread damage uh, to themselves and then you just ping them, it it, it feels like Lost Box is a, kind of a gatekeeper to this currently right now. Yeah. Yeah, I can... Uh, but... Go ahead. But I against like I... the big guys, the big decks, um, and if it doesn't get disrupted, it just does so much damage. And it is a fun, fun deck to play um when you're hitting that high, high end damage. Yeah, I can I can totally see that being that this is the one deck that is is embracing the stage two evolutions. Mm -hmm. Um, but because we have some great holdovers in, in Gardevoir pre-evolutions the the stage ones and the basics that it works it can get there uh but because of that like you were mentioning with the sableye it's lower hp so sableye can kind of like pick these off as you're going and maybe slow you down in your attacks and or your ability because to draw cards because you're not having the Corellias out there enough stuff like that so I mean, I will say, though, um, Gardevoir in the future seems like it will be very, very good. Um, once, like, a meta is solved, maybe we get a card that's, like, a bench barrier for damage counters. Um, I know we've had stadiums in the past, um, a Sky sky Tower or something like that that stopped, like, ping damage. Um, mm -hmm. So if there was something like that to equalize the, that matchup um, and, and keep Sableye in check, I think this deck would really take off. So um, although I feel like it's like maybe low A, high B tier of a deck, I think something like that is one card can make a difference and make it like S tier BDIF kind of thing. I don't think it's off by much. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it, it's very good. But uh, like you said, there there's a lot of moving parts to it. So sometimes it just clunks up or susceptible to another good deck in the format. Right. Um, again, so yeah, well, let's let's jump on to the next one. It's no longer going to be BDIF, but I still think it's going to be very solid. And that is Lugia variants. Um, single strike is 
what I've been seeing, it can still do high end damage. I think it's just where it succeeded in the past was using those one prize uh, Pokemon, those um, those amazing rares. Now you're not really going to have that option because they all rotated, uh, but you still have the option to you know do big damage and set up pretty consistently because Archaeops' abilities still nuts. Um, it's just a matter of now you're not going to be able to prize manipulate as you kind of go down through like the, the mid to late game because you're not going to take a two prize or one prize or one prize or two stuff like that. So you're going to they're going to probably take three knockouts and, and take game um, if, if that's the case. So that's where Lugia is really falling off. It's not so much the damage output. It's just a matter of what prizes are giving. Yep. Yep. That was uh, I've seen try to seen a few different Lugia variants, but um, they they still, you know, get the Archeops out there, but they're not throwing um, the weird attackers at you that are only one prize. They're either relying a little bit more on Lugia or, or like you said, uh, the single strike package as well. Um, so uh, they've been, well, I'm calling them a little bit more fair in my eyes. So I right. don't, might not hate to see them as, as much as, as I do now. Right. He, I think he definitely feels a lot more fair. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, it's not necessarily an archetype. Uh, it probably goes with Arceus, but I think Bibero plus Squovit, it just feels so good. I just don't know what... So all the other decks that we kind of talked about already have its own kind of consistency engine. Um, but if we can find something that's like very relevant attacker-wise or something like that and throw that kind of package in there, um, it feels really good because it's, it'll be future proof with iono um where you can just even if you're winning you can still just barrel into a hand or squove it in the barrel um and i think rcs some kind of rcs variant out there i haven't seen a lot of rcs on the ladder um, but that doesn't mean that R i think rcs still is in a really good position to um have like a a, a box deck uh, to hit with what the meta is going to be at, at, at this time yeah, for sure. I think Babero is really good. It's been working in my Arcanine build, so I think Babero is... Not a lot of people have talked about it, but I think Babero is going to be a good card uh, right. continuing it's, on. It's, in too, this, this. it's too good and consistent, especially in this meta right now where we're we're evolving things for abilities uh, more so than you know using like Luminion and stuff. We can still use Luminion, but losing Quick Ball hurts that. Uh, so you want to have something you know that you can... Um, reliably just draw cards on with. Yeah, and Squelvit lets you get rid of that clunk can so that you can draw. So, yeah. All right. I know, um, you know, there's probably a few other decks that we need to talk about, but um, because I'm not at home, um, we're, we're a little limited on time today, and I see that we have a little timer there. Uh, so before we get going, Chuck, is there anything else that you want to talk about, um, you know, with this new meta? No, no, nothing that I really want to talk about. I'm just going to tell people don't sleep on Arcanine. I my uh my limited testing is that 280 is hard to hit. A little harder to hit nowadays. Um so right. that is its biggest boon is that it's a stage 1 with 280 HP. So it's essentially like a a, a V-star that we currently have uh been playing with. So uh yeah, he's been doing good work. Fire, fire might find a way. All right, I think fire might. Now find you're a making way. me want to try to make like an Arceus Charizard or something like that. I don't know, or just Charizard in general. Yeah, fire might find a way. That's all I can say. I'm I may just be early testing against a bunch of odd stuff. So very cool. Well, yeah. The, again, the meta's brand new. It's time to start testing and and set the meta this is just like the initial first impressions but the meta can be completely wide open so guys get out there test what you want um what you love and and try to make it work because you know there is nothing set and there's no this is the time to really experiment yeah yeah we've been talking about this great wild west that we are going to go into it's here guys we're in it's it here there's so no big tournaments that need Get on your D block horse. cards anymore. So. Yeah, just get on your horse, pick a Pokemon, and let it ride. Just go and and just see how things uh, flush out for you. Definitely. All right. With that being said, guys, thank you for hanging out with us in the end. Um, I think that's going to do it for us this week, and we'll talk to you guys later.
Yes, thank you, Jake, for taking time out of your vacation to continue the podcast with us. I wouldn't miss it. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.